0: The best of Easter begins with a full Honey baked spread. Mm. It's the thing that brings flavor to all the fun and festivities. The bites that make all your guests grateful that Easter's here a little early this year. Enjoy the sweet and crunchy glaze
1: of Honey Baked's bone-in half ham, mouth-watering sides and desserts. Mm. And make this year's Easter the best tasting one yet. Cheers. Every bite is a celebration with the Honey Baked Ham Company. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot
2: may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: Impact of influence. The Murdoch family murders. This is the unfolding story of a powerful South Carolina family, the mysterious deaths they are linked to, and our quest to bring you the truth. Hello, friend. Always grateful that you're here with us. I am Matt Harris, Seaton Tucker, seated across from me. And uh, you can always reach out to us on the Murdoch Podcast Facebook page, mattharrispodcast at gmail.com. And we are joined by our legal analyst, former DA and former defense attorney. He is John Snyder. Hello, John.
3: Hello there, fellow parents of old children.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, So, Seton, kick it off here.
2: First, I want to point out that John called it right. I think two episodes ago, we talked about Alec Murdoch's attorneys requesting additional funds out of his 401k for attorney's fees. And you thought that those would probably be denied to go towards an appeal. And it looks like that's what the judge said. So,
3: yeah, I, I, I think uh, the, the judge absolutely you know, got got it right. And Obviously, he knows a lot more than I do. Like, OK, buddy, you, you're in prison. It's not like and and you have creditors out the wazoo. Your outlay is greater than your income. So that's what you would get a court appointed lawyer for.
0: Right.
2: In Our last episode, we talked about Elk Murdoch saying in court documents that he lied about Gloria Satterfield telling him that the dogs tripped her up. Uh, since then, we've had a motion filed by Alec's defense team seeking to abandon the confession of judgment that he signed in the Satterfield case. And this has caused quite a stir.
0: To say the least. Yeah. <laughs> this has caused a, a lot of tweets and craziness on social media.
2: Absolutely. Um, and if you recall, Alec Murdoch signed this confession of judgment saying that he owed the Satterfield family $4.3 million. And Eric Bland was successful in settling with other parties for over $7.5 million. So it appears as if in this motion, the defense is asserting misconduct by Eric Bland. And Bland and Richter have responded in a press release and also in comments on Twitter. And we'll get to those later. But first, let's dive into the motion.
0: The motion says, and I quote, Mr. Murdoch makes this motion to correct the record in this matter, which is a Obligated to do, is so that those victims might receive restitution according to their rightful share. Uh, is that the reason for filing this motion? What 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 is the end game here? What what is this yeah. motion set to do?
3: So I, I kind of set the table for everybody a little bit. So a confession of judgment is what a, a potential defendant, or not a potential, what a defendant gives against potential claims. Where he or she says, okay, you've sued me, I owe you money. Here's I I confess that I owe you, you know, 4.3 million dollars. And you have a lawyer that draws that up, the other side accepts it, and then the judgment is recorded. This recording a judgment makes the person who is owed the money cured, so that so that when that when they estate gets liquidated or you go to levy to collect your, you there's property from which you can collect.
0: And, so it, that, and it puts you that, higher up on the list the of, food chain get of back.
3: payments. Yeah. Yeah. So like the last person that's ever going to get paid is the guy that, you know, loaned Alec money for lunch one time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first yeah. people that will get paid are, uh, you know, the tax, the tax man, the whatever this, the judgment was for cost court and all Let's that.
0: Let's say there was a mortgage or something like that. Yeah,
3: all, that's right. All those people get paid way, way before. So that's what this is. That, that's what's been placed. This motion is asking for that confession of judgment to be removed. and it And it gives two. It gives kind of two major reasons why, and the the one is that the judgment was void, but that there's there's plain error on the on the judgment as it is written, and therefore it can't be enforced. And this other this other misconduct claim, okay? So of of Bland's public statement.
0: Uh, Well, let's deal with the Eric Bland stuff in this motion in a bit, but let's talk a bit about the idea of this confession of judgment. Now, in some cases, confession of judgment puts you at the front of the line because you become a secured creditor. And other times, apparently, according to this tweet from Eric Bland, you you say, I don't want to jump to the front of the line. Let me explain. Um, he tweeted that we agreed not to jump to the head of the line with our judgment and wait until the very end and apply to the court like all other victims will have to do. Isn't it interesting that Alec gave Johnny Parker and his brother confessions of judgment so that they could jump to the front of the line and they don't have the same restrictions on their judgment that we do about not being able to execute on it at this time? So, because there was, he's, he's tweeting that because people thought he was upset about the confession of judgment being removed 'Cause then his people wouldn't be in the front of the line, but he's saying we never were.
2: Right. And I think and I think what he was saying, we've already recovered over seven point five million dollars for our clients. So we're gonna let some of these other victims get in line with
0: everybody. Yeah, what's well, get in line with them? Yes. And the other argument about why it should be thrown out involves uh, the fact that Alec was committing fraud. Explain that real quickly.
3: So they're they're arguing we committed fraud in the procurement of our settlement with Nautilus. Therefore, because we committed fraud, we can't actually confess judgment for owing the money that we actually paid.
0: We got the ill-gotten gains, or whatever. We don't.
3: We got we got ill-gotten gains. Therefore, uh, we we shouldn't have confessed the judgment because because the, there was a factual lie. It wasn't then, our money. It
0: wasn't our money to confess to. That's what they're saying, right? And there's a whole bunch of other reasons that they want it thrown out from a technical aspect, clerical errors, et cetera, et cetera. We won't go knee-deep in that. Well,
2: in the motion, Griffin and Harpootland say that they want to correct the record and that they feel obligated to do so and that other victims should receive their rightful share. So I read this as they're saying they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. John, what do you think?
3: They are are saying that... They, they, they're, they're ensconcing themselves in some nobility of, well, we want to make sure, you know, the, the Satterfields got paid by all these other people. We, therefore, want to make sure the other people that we have screwed over uh, get paid yeah. their money.
2: But to point out, the other people that got screwed over are also his brother and his law partner. So is it possible that one. they jumped the line?
3: I, I, they're still in line as a secured creditor. It shortens the line, which means there's less people to to divvy up a pie with.
0: And I want to point to a tweet about the line that Eric Bland put out, and he said, uh, "We agreed not to jump to the head of the line with our judgment and wait until the very end and apply to the court like all other victims will have to do." Isn't it interesting, Bland tweets? that Alec gave Johnny Parker and his brother confessions of judgment so that they could jump to the front of the line, and they don't have the same restrictions on their judgment that we do about not being able to execute on it at this time. So he's saying the whole you know, jump to the front of the line thing, he did not have that on the confession of judgment. They were going to wait like everybody else. So he's basically saying, why even file this? Because it doesn't matter. We admit that we're going to wait with everybody else. Now let's move to the drama, the juicy stuff. The stuff that has caused social media to blow up and a uh, fight behind or between Eric Bland and Richter and Griffin and Harpootlian.
2: Well, no, only, only Bland and Richter are—I don't even know if Richter say saying anything, but Bland has been all over Twitter. But it's been radio silent from Griffin and Harpootlian. They're not, they're not saying anything on social media. Uh, sure,
0: yeah, could you glad you cleared that up. They said a lot of things in this motion. Yes. But not on social media. Okay, cool. Let's talk about that. The motion in part reads, Mr. Bland has engaged in a concerted campaign of prejudicial and extrajudicial statements as well as inflammatory rhetoric in the courtroom when Mr. Murdoch sought bail.
2: Yep, they talk about the plaintiff's counsel has recently taken to social media to express outrage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and and they talk about this situation about this symbolic Amount of monopoly money and referring to it as monopoly money, which I guess were communications between, um,
0: Jim Bland Griffin
2: and, and Eric Bland,
0: right? And they, which was the monopoly money thing was saying, well, it's not like real money at this point.
2: That's how I took it. Although yeah. on on Twitter, Bland says no, they still expect to recover the funds.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'm going to get to Bland Richter's response, and uh, as. Seaton and I noticed there was some editing done from the first time it was released until the current one. Uh, it says, Alec Murdoch's May 16th motion is yet another frivolous court filing that Dick Harpootlian and Jim Griffin have filed in the multitude of civil and criminal actions on behalf of their client, who is a liar, a thief, and a twice convicted murderer. Now, I think at one point they mentioned that the filing was like
2: to- uh, toilet paper or something. Toilet, toilet paper,
0: paper, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. They,
2: they did They did edit that part out.
0: <laughs> and then he goes on to say, first, shockingly, they reveal confidential settlement discussions in violation of South Carolina court rulings or court rules in their filing.
2: Yeah, they say this filing is frivolous and factually wrong, and they refer to the defense team as sore losers and
0: paper bullies. <laughs> Call Alec Murdoch a miscreant, uh, and they go on to say that they believe it's personal.
2: Yeah. They say that they're upset because they were not successful in their bid to get $160,000 to aid in legal expenses for Murdoch's appeal for the murder charges.
0: Cause remember that bland appealed at that hearing where they were trying to get the money and saying they shouldn't get the money.
2: Yeah, no, he, te- he testified during the hearing.
0: Yes. Uh, and, uh, he also says in his response that uh, it's ulterior motives are meant to harass and victimize the Satterfields again. Uh, John Snyder back in. And I want you to how do you feel about in this filing that Harpootlian and Griffin made, they talk about things that were said between Bland and Harpootlian during the settlement talks. How do you feel about that? I
3: I disagree with what they're doing here in that the negotiations between Lawyers in a settlement are are meant to be private. They're not privileged, but there's a there's a professional courtesy. And you know, you might say, Yeah, I know she's crazy, but she's my client, therefore. So you're not expecting to see a pleading later on that says, Right. And Mr. Snyder says, I know she's crazy, you know, so on and so forth.
2: Well, that makes sense. You would not want your clients to know that you think they're crazy. (laughs)
0: That's true. I'm crazy. Take a little break and uh, get you ready for some traveling you've got coming up, some international trip where you want to be able to at least get around, right? So you want to learn the language of the country that you're going to. You want to experience it with a little bit of knowledge going in, and you can get a lot of bit of knowledge when you use Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Impact of Influence listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 40% off. That's 40% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 40% off at rosettastone.com today.
2: All right, so going back in, it appears in this motion that they're trying to say that Bland was worried about his clients having to cough back up the settlement funds because of the SLED investigation that they referenced and that SLED was not buying the dog story. Is this assertion a problem for
3: Bland? I, I see 0% of a problem for Bland and in and. In an analysis, in reading this motion, there's a couple things to notice or a couple things to consider. One, all parties were represented in the negotiation of procuring this confessional judgment, which means Alex's attorneys were as much a part of how this was written as Bland's legal team was. So basically they're saying, oh, we allowed a judgment that was never going to be valid to be brought forth is is really a sub-argument to say, oh, there's there's errors all throughout this judgment, but we signed it, we advised our client, we 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 reviewed it, we advised our client to sign it, and maybe they said, Hey, it's meaningless, sign whatever you want. That that's I, I have I take issue with that because. It's not like, even if he was suffering from an alleged, you know, addiction, there's no evidence to show that he was actually under the influence or unable to make decisions related to, to filing this, this confessional judgment. That's that's issue one. Issue two is, on page 24 of, of their own motion. They go into a three page argument about maybe somehow this money will be clawed back. And they say themselves, additionally, the situation is quote unique and may be a question of first impression. So when a lawyer says those words, that means they are making it up. That (laughs) means there's no basis in law. But maybe the law could be this if the following things all take place.
2: Well, I'm confused about what the motivation was in filing this motion. Were they upset that they didn't get the attorney's fees in the appeal or that Bland has been so outspoken in the media? Will we ever know the motivation for this filing?
3: Bland is going to ask the judge to ask them, why did you file this motion? Did, do you have a good faith basis and a, and a real reason? file this is
0: my prediction well it it seems like there was a deal going on
2: absolutely in this filing they talk about this scenario of what happened that bland reaches out to Alec's defense team and says hey you know i need you to sign this confession of judgment and in return i am not going to argue against Alec getting bond from judge lee I think that was the second bond hearing mm-hmm. so he you know it's kind of this you do this, I do this yep are are these kind of negotiations
3: normal amongst lawyers yeah i I mean this is these are top tier lawyers, and you know they're some of the best lawyers in the country, and it's complex litigation i mean you're you're negotiating with you know gigantic insurance firms. Or you're you're doing high level criminal law, and you've got all these different facets to argue. So it, it's it's
0: very normal to have these kind of negotiations. Sure, you got to work out a deal, right? You got to make a deal.
2: It seemed on social media there was a lot of uproar that there were possibly some sort of backdoor deals happening
0: that were inappropriate. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You know, I, I read I read some of those articles. It, it, it it's not collusion. It's not. Good old boyness. It's not home cooking. It's not any of those things. It's lawyers doing their job. We're, you know, right. the the profession is meant to resolve issues and make people whole. And so, it, it's settling a claim uh, through a relationship. Bad? No. Like that's you. You want to have good relationship with opposing counsel, and so. um when things get out of hand and it starts to become about the other lawyer, you're not being a minister of justice. You're 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 on a per- personality trip, and that's that is unhealthy for the client because the client hates.
2: I don't think these two are going to be golfing together anytime soon.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I think they're basically <laughs> po'd that. Bland, I don't think Bland kept his word that they. He said, "Hey, I'll do this confession judgment. You keep your yap shut." And and Bland kept yapping. I think it's, does that seem like what happened?
2: Right? It, it appeared to me as if that was an issue.
0: Yeah. I
3: th- I mean I I think he's trying to personally set up federal charges for insurance fraud so that he can get out of Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> you mean yeah. State yeah, prison. yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like and and sure if he can if he can ding a ding a guy that sued him along the way, that, oh, why not?
0: Yeah.
2: We also had an article from Fitz News this week and he questions whether they're trying to whittle away Bland's credibility in an effort to help them in the federal court financial crime case that's pending.
0: Right, like so if, if uh, uh, Bland has to take the stand, they may not use him if his credibility is damaged.
2: Yeah, and he may, it's been reported that he would be one of their strongest witnesses. And also it could help Alex Buddies, Corey Fleming and Chad Westendorf, in their cases. Sure. Well, things are really getting heated between these attorneys. And in the press statement that Blaine and Richter gave, they refer to Dick Harpitlan and Jim Griffin as paper bullies.
3: What are your thoughts on that? The paper bully thing that is a common refrain of plaintiffs' lawyers about defense lawyers because. You know, the defense the insurance companies will pay for the defense lawyers to basically file motions all the time, every way, to try to slow slow up or you know, impede the process of the plaintiff's case and in, 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 in the plaint the plaintiff's bar opinion. That's that's just common kind of, that that is common plaintiff lawyer complaint about defense
0: attorneys.
2: Well, I was speaking to an attorney this week, and defense attorneys are paid by billable hours, so that does make sense.
0: Now, I want to move to the fact that Eric Bland is on every network and podcast and Uh, Twitter constantly. But yeah, Twitter, lots of Twitter, tweeting, (laughs) tweeting, lots of tweeting, and uh, he's involved in ongoing cases in the White Collar Crimes, et cetera. So, is that unusual to see? someone out there in the press and public so often when they're part of an ongoing case
3: with cases that are ongoing where you are representing somebody it is it is dangerous to comment because you can you can easily go from providing information to violating rules of professional conduct so i the court the, the The better course of action is to not discuss in great detail outside of a courtroom your cases. In the courtroom, you go all in, you throw it all out there. So, so bland statements in court, I don't find those vicious. I don't find those improper. I don't find those like that's you're 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 trying to make a point. And because the judge has has this thing called a gavel, and if you say something you're not supposed to. Uh, uh, there's not a judge out there that won't say, "All right, there, sir," or "All right, man, that's enough."
0: Now, Eric Bland says it on Twitter that Alec uh, and his attorneys may be participating in a documentary. Uh, they used to—I think they used to be called "Son of Sam" laws. I think that might have been appealed, but the idea of making money off of a murder situation—how um, does th- how is that law in South Carolina or in the land?
3: So. Pooin and Griffin can make money however they want, okay Alec I think has already in some judgment somewhere along the way has already foregone any right of payment from his side of the story, from a book he might write mm-hmm. from anything yeah basically i I believe if memory serves me right, there's already a a bar or a impediment from him. Recovering anything personally. Now, that doesn't mean the estate. You know, the receivership might be like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that money, please, because we have these creditors we need to
2: pay." Yeah, there could be money that could potentially go to victims. Mm-hmm. So the question is, will people want to watch this documentary? Of
0: course, they would. I would. They'll eat up anything Murdoch-related, and if you're talking about behind-the-scenes type of defense attorneying. I mean, some of it's privileged, but it'd be interesting, I think.
2: I I think people always want to hear from somebody who is, is a criminal. They, I personally want to see it. You I mean, mean like an interview
0: with Alec you would, would watch, right? I
2: would watch an interview with Alec. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, they watch, if you've seen on Netflix, there's like all the interviews with Dahmer and Band- Bundy and all that. They're yeah. all over the place. I
2: think true crime is a genre that people watch. Thank men. you for that, by
0: the way. Yes, thank <laughs> and you. listen to. Thank you.
2: Well, John, let me ask you this question. On Twitter, Eric Bland mentioned wanting to depose Jim Griffin and Dick Harpootlian because they waived their privilege by filing this motion. Do you think that privilege was broken and would it be likely that they would be deposed?
3: I don't they didn't they didn't violate attorney client privilege, but in a proceeding if the misconduct accusation were to get legs that that would be the the way that would happen
0: so at that point harpootley and and griffin are witnesses and maybe eric bland as well and bland too right all right john snyder thank you thank you guys so much
3: this is uh this is some dense stuff so so any any listener
0: questions will be welcomed very cool thanks man thank you thanks guys see ya Bye. bye Okay, Seaton, what will we wrap with here?
2: Well, a few things. I neglected to mention the last episode that I had spoken to several different assurance adjusters in the area, and one comment stuck out to me. They said rules don't matter in Orangeburg, Hampton, and Allendale counties. Mm-hmm. So venue is definitely an important consideration.
0: Sure. And Chad mentioned that a little bit in the last episode, too. I, who knew that every you know, county or region or whatever has whole kind of... And it holds such an importance in when you're settling. Yeah, I want to talk about the renewed controversy because it was talked about during the trial on how much our Pootlian and Griffin and the whole team paid for their housing during the trial.
2: Yeah, they stayed at this wedding venue. I think the reported cost was twenty thousand dollars a week. I will say that you and I both stayed. I stayed only one night in Walterboro. I commuted back and forth from Charleston. And I am embarrassed to admit that I spent four hundred dollars a night for the Hampton Inn in Walterboro.
0: Yeah,
2: I think you stayed at a cheaper place. Oh,
0: I stayed at cheaper places, <laughs> but uh, you pay for what you you get what you pay for. Yeah,
2: I I don't really feel like that is a fair criticism. Criticism. I mean, it obviously there's an advantage to staying at a private property where you have a bigger space that you could meet in private in in lieu of. A hotel lobby. But
0: there's not like a million choices in the area.
2: No, there's not a no. lot of choices and everything. Obviously, if I paid $400 a night for the Hampton Inn in Walterboro, prices were jacked up.
0: They were. They were. And I, I you know, there was all kinds of rumors about other people trying to get the same spot that Arpelina Griffin got. No,
2: I've, I, I think that is true. I think the defense team or prosecution team tried to get that space and the defense, defense team beat them, to it. beat them to it. You know, it was a good place to stay.
0: Yeah. And. That puts a wrap on it. We are always grateful, always grateful. And if you have ideas for uh, other cases, because we're still doing more in our Shankwella Robinson case, but you have thoughts, send it to us, Podcast at gmail.com or Murdoch Podcast Facebook page. And we'll talk soon, friend.
1: Pulling up to Mickey
0: D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just
3: perfection and a straw.
1: It's a fascinating, in-depth look at the seemingly unconnected events that led to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It's based on my book of the same title.